This is the microphone test. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. How did I remember that? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead Podcast, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just makes you say, fuck me, dead." I'm Amanda. And I'm CJ. Merry Christmas. Oh yeah, it's Christmas it's Day Christmas when this comes special. out. The Christmas special. I mean, I have I have a couple of Christmas stories. Well, yes, Merry Christmas, because this comes out on Christmas Day. Um, So I hope you're having a, a good day and that you're safe, because the bushfires at the moment are a bit hectic. I mean, that's so downplaying it, but um, yeah. I kind of feel like that's the only um, thing happening in the news at the moment is... Mm. And it's weird because in Melbourne, it's been... It's nothing. It's, it's kind of odd It's not for hot. Us. It's cold yeah. today. The wind's freezing. I can breathe the air. But, you know, pretty much nowhere else in the country no. can. That said, too, just that Friday, we got smoke from the fires in yeah. Sydney, which is a... What? That took me... It's a nine-hour drive? Ten yeah. hours? In and Canberra. we got them here. It's mm-hmm. an eight-hour drive? Yeah. yeah. So... So that was, that was kind of crazy. It was on Friday, wasn't it? That the yep. haze was really bad here. And we, I mean, there are bushfires in Victoria, but nowhere near us. Mm. Um, and nowhere near as bad as what they are in New South Wales. So, yeah. Um, I guess like this time of year, everyone wants to relax and not worry about things. But it's kind of hard not to when we have a absent prime minister and the country's burning to the ground. Yeah, I think um, he, he got back at 8 p.m. last night, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, good for him, I guess. And apparently, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't looked at what his press conference was, but someone on Twitter was summing it up as, I deserved a long break from doing nothing and I've come back early to do more nothing. So are we basically meant to bow down to him for doing that? Like, hey, cut his holiday short! <laughs> I bet you next 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 election he's going to be like, I came back early from Hawaii to help with the bushfires. Probably. It wouldn't even surprise me. And people will f- have forgotten by then, so I'll probably believe it. So, great. And people have forgotten are the ones who haven't lost something. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, is looking like going to be... You'd be hard-pressed to find someone this year who doesn't know someone who... Well, I, I'm from Sydney, and you lived in Sydney for a long time. Mm. I mean, I know people who've been evacuated. Like, yeah. my grandmother was evacuated three times. She lives in Port Macquarie. They're okay at the moment, but about a month ago, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Like, it was... The block behind her house was on fire. The nice thing about, um, I guess, the bushfires going through your area is that shortly afterwards, you're pretty safe from them for a while, because there's nothing left nothing to, to burn. burn. Yeah. So, so um, we have friends that live in Western Sydney that have been, you know, put on alert, basically. Uh, it's it's a crazy, crazy time. But we always get bushfires in Australia. <laughs> That's not untrue. It's not but untrue. Not like this. No. <laughs> um, not like not like this. Uh, I I have to admit, like in my lifetime, I think this is the worst bushfire season we've ever had. I don't remember anything. I, my bad. first year in Australia was the year camera burnt down, basically. Right. Okay. So that was like I was like, oh my god, this happens every year in this country. What the hell is wrong with these people? Right. I I find that there are like you know, if I think about it, there are a few times where an area got hit really badly. Yeah. Uh, Victoria, two thousand and nine, Ash yeah. Saturday orders or Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. 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 But. It's kind of everywhere, except for Victoria at the moment, um, which I'm sure you're going to get our turn. Um, mm. But yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy. So in light of that, we decided to do some light, fluffy stories today. Nothing that's going to make us mad or sad. Hopefully things that are just a bit silly. Take our minds off it, yeah? Why are you giving me that face? My stories are okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to pick light and fluffy ones. Well, I should go first then, just in case. <laughs> 
Now I'm really worried. It's fine. They're not that bad. They're not that bad? They're not that bad. I, maybe I'll skip one of the last... Because the last story is like a compilation of like people telling stories. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to go first? Yeah. First story coming out of Queensland today off the super reputable site news.com.au. I mean, about as reputable as any other. <laughs> Look, I don't actually mind them that much. I think they're all right. So I find that they do a good mix of stuff. Yeah. So I don't mind them. Uh, this story was posted on December 14th, so about a week ago. And uh, it was written by a Phoebe Lumez. 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 Good old Phoebe. I don't know how to say it. And uh, I was just compelled by the headline entirely. Lollipop lady throws chair at gunman in jewelry store robbery. <laughs> good on her. So lollipop lady is what we call a traffic controlling person i guess they you know the ones on the sidewalk holds up like a stop sign that's what we call a lollipop lady because okay. i don't think they call them that overseas necessarily i personally think of a lollipop lady as someone who does the crossings yeah like for school kids and stuff yeah exactly yeah holds up the stop sign so i'll just read the first paragraph here a female traffic controller has fearlessly confronted two armed men smashing through a jewelry store in a robbery throwing a chair at them and telling them to get out i love her <laughs> there is actually video footage of it Oh, wow. It's The video footage is not... They hold a gun to her face, but her chair throwing isn't as exciting as I pictured it in my head. Still, but like, I mean, that's She doesn't flinch. They put a gun to her face and she's like, yeah, fucking what of it? That's what I mean. Like, that's really brave. I don't think many people would fight back in that situation. I think most people would just be like, yep, do whatever you want. Yep. So this occurs at the Ashmore Plaza store on the Gold Coast. Uh, it doesn't say what store it was. I think it was just like an independent jewelry store. It was a 3 p.m. on a Wednesday. So like middle of the day armed robbery. What the hell? Okay. Yeah. So like there's... Still the footage there of her throwing her chair. Good on her. So honestly. she's like at the cafe next door having a, probably a flat white or something and fuck off. <laughs> uh, so I'll link to the article. You can watch the video cell. There's no sound, unfortunately. There's subtitles. Um, yeah, so two Smeeves. Two Smeeves. Two Smeeves. I love them. Fucking Smeeves. <laughs> Bloody rascals. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Bringing that back. I mean, that qualifies rascals. Yeah, so two threes came up, smashed through the window. They had guns. Looked like homemade guns, I think. And uh, hammers. Right, okay. Um, they had weapons. They had weapons, and they sort of terrorised, unfortunately, the woman inside who was working at the store. Damn. Uh, reports are she got hit in the face and had some minor injuries. So, in the footage, I will advise, like, you see, they walk in, they smash the counter with one of the guns, and then the first gunman puts up to her face and sort of hits her with it. Oh. She's okay, but very traumatising experience. Yeah, obviously. Um, so, the owner... Oh, the place is called Ashmore Jewelers. Oh, well, there you go. On the Gold Coast. Uh, Ashmore Jewelers owner Brad Mojic said his employee sustained minor injuries in the attack but was not seriously injured. Thank God, he said, speaking to Nine News. Well, it could have gone a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, in these kinds of situations, it, like in the moment, it'd be very terrifying, but I always think to myself, yeah. if I was in that situation, they don't want to kill me, they just want the stuff. And at the end of the day, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it, take it. Yeah. I'd probably be like, hey, let me help you. <laughs> just go away. <laughs> I guess especially if you're just an employee and it's not your business, you're probably more inclined to be like, look, this is not worth no, me losing my life over. I don't Please shit. take it. <laughs> yeah, so she said, get out, you leave, was yelled. Shit, the lollipop lady yelled at the pair as they ran into a waiting getaway car at the car park. Uh, I will say this, they have fled in a blue Commodore with a third man, according to the Queensland police. They are still all on the run. Oh my God, they didn't get them? No. Uh, they did get their car in the footage, but you can't really make out the number plate. So Damn. it's a blue Commodore in Queensland. So oh, good luck. How common. <laughs> And they're wearing balaclavas and shit. So they're all like, there's good footage of them, but you can't make out any details. They're a couple of dudes. They look like standard men. Standard men. Standard men. <laughs> standard Whatever default man. 
Yeah, armed robberies. My dad's yeah. been through a few. I know someone who used to work at a pub who got held up and they were pretty shaken by it for a while. Mm. It's a pretty terrifying thing to go through, I think, especially yeah. because it's not very common. Yeah. My dad was in a couple, like I said, and he didn't tell us for years afterwards, but he was always sort of quiet for a while and we didn't really understand oh, why. Oh, damn. And he told me about one recently where, like, um, the guy came in, kicked in the door, in like, he was in the office, so he's, like, gone through the entire supermarket upstairs and into the office, kicked in the door, held a shotgun up to my dad's face, put the barrel right up to his nose, he's on the, my dad's on the ground. Oh, no. And the guy's like, open the safe! And my dad's like, I can't if I'm on the ground. <laughs> And, uh, so what the, a dad thing to say. So, so the rascal's like, oh, sorry, boss, hang on. Helps him stand <laughs> up. <laughs> like, goes, b- puts the gun away, holds him, helps him to stand up, and this is over the safe. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your poor dad. Um, that was, yeah, and he's being chased around other stores with people with bush knives or machetes, whatever you want to call them. And one, well, several times he's been shot at, but one time he got shot at, the bullet hit a tile, which shattered it, and the shrapnel from the tile shattering took out one of his, um, injured one of his checkout ladies' legs. She got oh shrapnel through her leg from the tile. That's stuff you don't think about. No. And like... he's still like... Yeah, I'd rather work in New Guinea than Australia. He gets bored working here. Well, because there's not enough danger for him. I think that's part of it. He's like, every day I go to work in New Guinea, I never quite know what's going to happen. There's always something different. But in Australia, it's the same shit every day. I think I'd rather (laughs) not be injured or threatened or... (laughs) Just personally. I'll... Yeah, it sounds... I'll be shocked if he goes due to just old age. But I mean... Keeps getting through it, so that's my story. Not very long. No, it's a good one. I like her. I like her attitude that she wasn't just going to let them do it. Yeah, it's like, like get out. (laughs) She's great. I love it. Well, my first story is a Christmas one. Yay. I just thought this was a bit ridiculous. Um, So I found this story also on news.com.au by Natalie Brown. This story is a little old. Um, It's from the end of November, so about a month ago. But it was Christmassy, so I thought, let's do it. So this is about the Christmas tree in Martin Place. Sort of. Have you ever been to the Christmas tree in Martin Place? You I know have. what? I don't think I have. I mean, I, think I, I went know. once and it's just like really busy and crowded. And I know the <laughs> Queen Vic building one. Um, no, no, this is the one at Martin Place. Yeah, I can't This is the them. big one in the city. Like, I can't. This is the one people go to. No, I can't picture it. So the lighting of the Christmas tree in Martin Place in Sydney is an event that happens usually in late November every year and thousands of people show up to watch it. The lighting year. of the Christmas tree happens only once a year. I know, right? This summer. <laughs> So usually around 22,000 people turn up to watch this thing being lit for the first time. Guys, you can do that in your own home. You can. You absolutely can. Uh, 20,000 so, people. 22,000. It's a small space. I want to, like, if you haven't been there before, it's a very small space to fit that many people in. That's hot. It's hot. It's disgusting. There's too many people. Don't know why you'd go. That's just me, though. Don't like crowds. <laughs> so it's about 25 meters tall. So it's big fucking tree, um, has 110,000 LED lights and 15,000 native flower decorations. So over the Christmas period, it's lit until 1am every night and has a sound and light show every 30 minutes from 7.30 to 10pm. So it's a it's a tourist attraction. A lot of people go to it. Mm. It's it's a thing. It's a Christmassy thing that you can do in Sydney. I don't really feel like it's as impressive as, a say, Rockefeller Centre or anything like that. Something going, how could I have not seen Ace Scout at like, <laughs> night time around the city all the time? I don't think about it. I never really, there's not, none of the places you go drinking around Martin Place were the kind I'd go to. I personally never really hung around at that end of the Sydney. Mm. City, like, there's not a lot to do. There's a lot of small there's bars opening up there now that but... I liked, but not in that specific area. So, like, yeah. a couple of dead blocks. Well, Martin there's Place pl- is a business district. It is. There's, like, fancy, so. like, restaurants and things there that are, like, mm. out of my price range. I think I never went to and probably wouldn't take, like, some plaid-wearing bearded kid who's just looking for, like, <laughs> a 
good yak and some shots of JD and, you know, weird shit. <laughs> um, so I guess, like, why am I telling you about this? Why am I telling you yes. that there's a tree that gets lit in Martin Place every year? And the reason I'm telling you is because three dudes decided to start a brawl with police for no real good reason this year. Love that Christmas spirit. <laughs> well, wait a minute, this is the same tree we saw last year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no no real good reason. Um, the event was disrupted when one man decided it was a great idea to climb up on stage interrupting the performance. Um, and when the cops tried to remove him from the stage, he just wouldn't have any of it and resisted. So, of course, to make matters worse, um, two of his mates decided that they were going to help him resist the police. What's all the Australians and find the police? <laughs> I mean, we are a convict country. <laughs> kind of makes sense. <laughs> but not really in this case. They just decided it was a good idea to get up on stage, disrupt everyone in a really crowded area, Fight the police. And fight the police. One auntie. Classic Martin Place. Sydney. <laughs> Coppers versus Dragon Drungos. Big Bash. Nowhere in this article does it say that they were under the influence of alcohol or drugs. No, so like, I don't know. They okay. could have been drunk. It just wasn't mentioned. I don't know. Come down to the annual Coppers versus Yobbers. Martin Place <laughs> Christmas Big Bash. See, uh, three growing men decide they should fight the police over a Christmas tree. I don't think it was over the Christmas tree. No. I don't think it really had anything to do with the they Christmas just tree. Get up. They just wanted to get up and make an idiot of themselves and fight the police is basically what I got out of it. <laughs> Ridiculous. Foolish boys. So that's, Are they spending their Christmas in jail? I don't think they're in jail, but they have been um, charged. charged. So there is a video of the brawl, okay. which I'll show you, but it's pretty tame. I've got to admit. When yeah. I read this story, I'm like, oh my God, a brawl with the, pro- with the police. It's not that bad. It's saying that though, it is in a really crowded area. You can see like a guy gets pushed off his bike. Um, there's like loads of families around. There's a guy with a pram. Like it's it's not the place to be having a brawl. Or maybe it's the best place because everyone can join in. Well, like where little kids are getting injured and shit. Like it's just they play Smash sports. Brothers. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that guy on the bike he gets pushed over. Why? What was yeah, he doing? That's what I mean, no reason whatsoever. Are they bike? Are they push bike police? I think he, he looks like a push bike police. He's got a bike helmet on. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, but so yeah, it was just it was basically them, you know, crawling on top of each other essentially, um, and trying to get them arrested. I guess let's wrestle, pretty much. Um, <laughs> and there were three men, aged 20, 21, and twenty three, who were eventually charged for assaulting police, larceny, and resisting police. Now, the larceny charge was a result of one of them stealing a traffic control light wand from an official. <laughs> I don't know what these guys are doing. So before they even did any of this, they also got kicked out of a store nearby because they were creating a disturbance. So I think these guys are just looking for trouble. They wanted to do something. What a bunch of dropkicks. And I'm like, is this really worth having like a criminal record for? Nah, but it's fucking hilarious. Well, we're just trying to get tired, but the cops were oppressing us, man. Yeah, okay. So that's a good reason to fight them. I, I don't okay, get it. Yeah, it'd be like them. It'd just be like the guy. I would tell you the story of, um, I got on a train once in Sydney, and I was sitting down by my own business, and this dude gets on the train with his bike, and he goes, I'm sitting on, like, you know, where the, the entrance to the doors are, and there's, like, those seats there? Yeah. I sat on those because I wasn't going far. I thought it wasn't going far, but fuck, it felt like a long train ride. <laughs> the guy sits down, and he's like, oh, you got change for, like, Two bucks, I just want to change for some... You've got two ones on you? I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, actually did for some reason. I had cash on me. So I give him the two $1 coins. He gives me the $2 coins. And then the next words out of his mouth, I shit you not, are, oh, I just got charged for assaulting a police officer today. <laughs> Conversation went from there. And I'm just oh sitting there God. like... Oh my God. So you were just like sitting there listening to this guy's tale of how he... It wasn't his fault. Oh, yeah. uh, sure. It wasn't his fault that he got assaulted. Uh, sorry, that he was charged for assaulting a police officer. This is like my sister was a copper then, and I'm just like, don't say anything. 
Fuck. Longest, longest train. Longest longest trip I've ever had between Strathfield and... Uh, where was I going? I don't know where I was going. I think I got off early, though. <laughs> I was either going to... I want to say I was going to, like, Wynyard, but I probably just ended up getting off a town hall, which isn't a big difference. So I was like, help. <laughs> I once had a guy get on a train and um, follow me. I was going to my grandparents' house at the time, mm-hmm. and I told him that. He, he was like, what, what are you up to today? And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to visit my grandparents. He's like, can I come with you? <laughs> I'm like, No! <laughs> So I end up getting off and like running down the other end of the train and getting on another carriage. But I think he thought I got off because I didn't see him again after that. I've got so many weird train stories in Sydney. <laughs> Fuck our podcast. We did the wrong theme. God damn it. <laughs> weird train stories. <laughs> All right. So my next story. Also again from news.com.au. I was kind of rushed. I forgot we were doing this today. We do it every weekend. Now. I know. But I just, I was like, oh shit, it's the weekend. <laughs> Coming to us from, this is just National News and ACT. Oh, sorry, New South Wales and ACT News, apparently. Which is weird, because it's actually about a Victorian thing, but whatever. Stephanie Bedo, Bedo, Bedo. We're just going to apologise for any names that we incre- incorrectly pronounce. Which will probably be all of them. Which, yeah, will probably be all of them. <laughs> Headline, December 20th. Where is Elvis? Elvis the Crocodile? Elvis the Crocodile. That's not what you're referring to. You're referring to the king. Uh, no, I'm referring to a different third Elvis. What? Yeah. You remember Elvis. He's big. He's orange. He's a helicopter. Yes. Okay. We got yeah. there eventually. How do you not know about Elvis the Crocodile, though? The fuck is Elvis the Crocodile? Okay, I'm gonna have to show that to you later because he's a national treasure. Where is Elvis? The famous bushfire fighting helicopter. So uh, I don't feel bad about just directly reading some of these news things because I went on the Wikipedia page, Stephanie. Some of these are direct <laughs> quotes. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> um. So Elvis, he's a he's an air crane, an Ericsson air crane. It's a Actually, weird looking fucking helicopter. How do you say that? Where is he? Where is Elvis? I haven't heard Country's about it in a long time. fucking burning. No, I haven't seen. He hasn't been in Australia since 2016. That's why we haven't heard of him. Yeah. It's been a while, Elvis. Uh, So Elvis, he shot to uh, fame in Australia in 2001 for saving nearly 300 homes near Sydney and the lives of 14 firefighters who were like fucking surrounded by shockingly fire. So so Elvis is rented out by the Ericsson Company who make the helicopters all around the world. So like people in California probably heard about him. Got his name from his first deployment in Memphis, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, Memphis, Tennessee. That's where Elvis is from, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know that much about Elvis, but... Yeah. So many people are asking... Why isn't being deployed for the latest destructive bushfire season? Yes, yeah, so air crane, very weird aircraft. Thankfully, because we're in the southern hemisphere, all their firefighting shit's not needed when out when we need it, and vice versa. So it kind of works out a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Elvis, the nickname of the Ericsson S sixty four air crane, that gained notoriety in Australia due to its ability to battle blazes. And like I said, last seen in two thousand and sixteen, uh, where it fought a fire at Castle Cove in Sydney. So this listing off some stats about this helicopter can hold ninety five, sorry, nine thousand five hundred liters of water or foam mix. Was last deployed to Santiago in two thousand seventeen. So I don't even know if it's still flying elvis but 20 years of service and why like, wouldn't they be i mean uh, nearly 20 years of service i guess plus flying around and smoking wouldn't stuff i can't imagine one? yeah but they'd have a different name for it right so the first ericsson air crane to australia happened in 97 uh, it was called millie so ericsson, oh, na- ericsson gives names to all their helicopters so they got elvis incredible hulk isabel olga incredible hulk yeah <laughs> Unfortunately, that one's still orange. They haven't painted it green. They should have. Come on. Yeah, I'm like, why would you paint orange as high vis? I get it, but so or- fire is orange. Paint it a different color. Yeah, kind so of. So it's easier to see. Blend in, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna put some because it's, it's worthwhile. Like it explains why we haven't seen Elvis in a while. Okay. Um, so these are the, these are the stats for Elvis. You got pilot three. 
So two pilots and observer. Cruise 170 kilometers an hour. I told you how much its payload is. One thing Elvis definitely has over the replacement is that Elvis can refuel mid-flight. Ah, okay. it's a helicopter, so you can, so these things have like a big hose, they dip down into a lake or whatever, mm-hmm. and they can suck up more water. Right, okay, cool. Yeah, so, or they can like skim across the water and pick it up. Yeah. Uh, it also apparently has an optional front-mounted water cannon that can shoot horizontally at 1,100 litres a minute. That's just kind of a funny mental image. <laughs> and the helicopter's like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So typically, it was the Victorian government, actually, who runs them every year from the United States for fire seasons in 2001, 2002. They were the first ones to bring them, and then they brought them every year they could get them. Some years they can't get them, though, because he's already deployed elsewhere. Uh, he ain't cheap. How much do you think it costs to run this thing? Oh, man, I have no idea, but I'm assuming millions of dollars. Uh, it costs $20,000 a day. The helicopter itself is worth $40 million, and that's just to have it on standby. That is so much money. So you got $20,000 a day just to have it sitting there in case it's needed. And then if you actually have to deploy it, that's another $11,000 for its running costs. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> so they're not cheap, but they work. They work, yeah. Uh, however, New South Wales government recently bought its own $26.3 million 737 large air tanker, or LAT. Okay. So he's been replaced by an airplane. Is that efficient? It's got its own advantages. Okay. Um, I mean, the shots look amazing when you see the plane flying in low and slow over the fire. It it, really are those cool. those shots that you see at the moment where it, it it's drops dumping like red? Pink shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So that's the 737 that's replaced Elvis. Um, right. It looks really cool. So what is the red stuff? It's like a, I think it's like a, like some sort of chemical that stops the fire from like, I don't right. really know. I didn't look into it. I should have. 737 has some advantages. So Elvis was capped out at 850 kilometers an hour, mm-hmm. which is not very fast for an aircraft. You're looking at like the, what's the not conversion there. God, I wouldn't know. Probably about like 70 odd knots. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me anyway. Uh, whereas the cruising speed of the 737 is 850 kilometers an hour. Right. Okay. Which is close to like, I'm going to say about 400 knots kind of thing. Okay. It's a lot faster and it can hold nearly twice as much water. But it so can't it can get refuel, to the f- right? I don't know if it can it can refuel, but I don't know if it can like, re- like well, rewater itself. Sorry, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But it can fly a lot quicker. Right. So, and it can go longer range, I'd imagine, as well. So it can get to more remote fires faster and dop a big load and then come back. So right, maybe okay. they're like, well, it's worth it then. The helicopters are rented, whereas we, Australia, government owns well the new south wales government owns that 737 so it's not going right, anywhere okay so it's probably a lot cheaper to run as well sure because you're okay. not paying the rental fee elvis is gone because he expensive elvis was an expensive boy i mean they might still have to bring him in yeah well, they might use other ones but yeah so he was first deployed december 27 2001 he immediately deployed to bankstown to help the firefighting efforts in the sydney region so i didn't even know there were fires in sydney in 2001 but that's before i moved here so i mean i can't remember specifically 2001 but yeah. it doesn't surprise me um so we've also had georgia peach and the incredible hulk rushed out to australia in the early 2000s <laughs> they're just great names yeah and yeah so they've only been around since like 97 by the sounds of it i wonder yeah. what we were doing before then burning <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird looking helicopter though but surely like what everyone's probably seen like they're a weird thing because they're also yeah. a crane so i think yeah i mean they're I actually remember... designed for moving heavy loads but then i think they realized why don't we put a fucking tank in this thing and make yeah. a fighting helicopter out of it i mean i i remember when elvis rose to popularity in australia yeah i remember hearing about him helicopter does the job <laughs> I think, though, like, I think it's good marketing by that Ericsson company who makes them to be, like... Give them cute names. Give them cute names, and then our <laughs> helicopters can be heroes to people. Like, yeah. yeah. Elvis. I mean, that is cool, because, I mean, my third guess for Elvis was the helicopter. Mm. And I that's kind of surprising, really, when you think of how many other things Elvis would refer to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm struck that you have... Well, I guess, like, the king is too obvious. Well, I mean, yeah. But then the other Australian one is Elvis Crocodile. Yeah, I've never heard of Elvis the Crocodile. 
He lives at the Australian Reptile Park. Isn't that the one near Gosford in New South Wales? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's the one that's near Gosford in New South Wales. You've never been there? I don't think so, no. Elvis is known for being Australia's crankiest crocodile. He's massive. He's huge. <laughs> Big dude. I, what about Australia? Uh, weird, like, small wildlife parks and famous Australian animals. I met Fatso the Wombat at the Lilydale <laughs> Wildlife Sanctuary in Blacktown, isn't it? Yeah, Featherdale. Featherdale, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I went there. Uh, Fatso the Wombat from a country practice. Oh my god, <laughs> a country practice that's gone back. Yeah, so that was like a, that was a country practice, was like a show in the I want to say probably started in the eighties. I remember it from the nineties. I remember it when I was like a kid. Yeah, I same. I, we got it in TV in New Guinea because um, we got a lot of Australian TV in New Guinea. Basically, yeah. country practice was about a country practice. It really is what it says on the tin. It's what it is. It's yeah. just a bunch of... But it's a beloved show. It's, it's the doctor version, I guess, of Blue Healers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, Blue Healers. Or, um, I'm back here. Australia's outback version of... Oh, what's that bloody show back in New Zealand? Shortland Street. Oh, Shortland Street. <laughs> I know Shortland Street. I think everyone in Australia does. Okay, well, talking about animals, my next story is about an Australian animal. Is it Elvis the crocodile? It is not. That would have been so perfect if it had been. That would have been not. great. <laughs> but it's not. So I got this story from the Daily Mail. They have some like good weird stuff. This story was by Thomas Stuff for the Daily Mail Australia. I picked this one because this has to be one of my favourite Australian myths. I'm saying myths in air quotes because, well, it might not be. Monstrous yabbies. I'm pretty sure they actually are, I think. <laughs> <laughs> So, and the myth is that the Tasmanian tiger is still alive. Uh-huh. Um, the thylacine. The thylacine, yes. Uh, so, I thought I'd give you a Dog a, with a pouch. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that they were a marsupial. And they're also not a tiger. No, they had stripes. <laughs> they had stripes. We've got um, video footage of them. We do. You might be able to bring them back with some genetic engineering. Um, I think that's already been proven to not be possible. At this point, anyway. I thought before I go into the new story that I actually found, I might just give a bit of background on the Tasmanian tiger. They did. Um, Because I'm pretty sad that they're dead, to be honest. Also, Miss Noma, they weren't just in Tasmania. No. They were on the mainland, Um, but I think the last ones or when the Westerners got here and they're like, they're only in Tasmania now because we shot all the other ones. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Basically, they became extinct because of us. Yep. If we had not come here, they would have been fine. Yeah. Which is probably the saddest part about that. And I guess at the time, we didn't know any better to try and preserve them. Like basically. that pigeon in America. What pigeon? <laughs> exactly. Um, no, there was this pigeon in America that used to be so numerous that when they flew, they'd block out the sun. And what when the they'd fuck? sit, that when they when a flock would rest upon an oak tree, they could like the oak would snap. That's Holy how many fuck. pigeons were. Okay. And so the Americans like fuck it, let's eat them. Because there's so many of them. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess that makes sense And in a way. they literally ate every single one of them. Shit. I think the last one died alone in, like, the 50s in a zoo oh, somewhere. Oh, that is so sad. Yeah. And they're like, can't possibly eat them all. There's so many of them. Well, no, you can. Now we have none left. <laughs> okay, well, we weren't we, eating them, but... I'm sure someone ate a Tasmanian tiger at one well, point. I really fucking hope not, but anyway. So, uh, yeah, the Tasmanian tiger, also known as the thylacine, um, was a carnivorous marsupial and had canine-like characteristics. So even though mm-hmm. it's called a tiger, it's actually more like a dog. Yeah, it is more like a dog. I, 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 was there some competition between them and dingoes? I feel like dingoes are a problem for them. Um, yeah. dingoes so- are very relative, in terms of, like, Australian animals, it was like, dingoes are Australian, but they're quite recent and they're introduced. They are introduced and apparently at this this point there are no purebred dingoes left yeah they're all crossbreeds dingoes are a bit weird but i think they were um dingoes have been here a long time but yeah they've been here not as long as other stuff in when i was actually looking this up i didn't include this in my notes but when i was looking this up they actually despite the size of the tasmanian tiger's jaw apparently it was quite weak 
Hmm. So it's actually likely. So basically, the settle, settlers started killing them because they were killing their livestock, yeah, particularly sheep, and so that's why they decided to hunt them down. But it's actually been proving now that, despite its size, their jaw was too weak to kill a sheep. Huh. So well, it's probably, probably actually wasn't the Tasmanian tigers that were doing it. So yeah, that's know. even sadder that we killed them for it, and they probably didn't do it. Whatever. <laughs> they were weird, lanky-looking things. They were strange-looking, um, but probably only strange-looking to us because we don't see them anymore. No, it's strange-looking. <laughs> it was strange. Okay. I mean, really, <laughs> you know, like those really like, I think greyhounds are strange looking. I just, I like I'm, I'm not a fan of the lanky body shape and the Tasmanian tiger looks a bit like a greyhound in my opinion. It's got a bigger head. It's a bit stocky. Much bigger head, but like the back half of it is like. That's true. It's it a, is a bit like that. It's fucking it's a weird looking um, animal. So yeah, it was given its name, the Tasmanian tiger, because of the stripes that it had on its back. It's about the size of a big dog, uh, and it had these little cute nubby ears, but <laughs> the rest of its head was fucking massive. It was just big jaw. It was all jaw. All jaw. Um, uh, how can have such, how can it be all jaw and have no bite? So basically they think that it wasn't, um, very strong because of its size, which sounds really weird, but. Well, I mean, think about how many mm. big apex predators are there really in Australia. Not a lot. Not a lot. It especially been, not at that time. Especially not land-based ones. Yeah. You got, what, saltwater crocodile. That would be the biggest predator in the country. Um, it was unique because it was able to open its jaw up to 80 degrees. Jesus. Which is fucking nuts to think about. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it would have been hunting things like quolls and yeah. possums. So, it really didn't need to be able to. No. It probably would have eventually evolved to not have that massive jaw. Why did it need to open it 80 degrees? Maybe they'll eat and shit hole. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that's how they hunted those. Like, lay down the ground, open their mouth wide open, little, <laughs> little mouse comes along, and it's like, I found a cave for the night. Ka-chunk! M- maybe. I mean, who's Tell to me say your secrets, dead at animal. At this point. And it had 46 teeth in that jaw, which to me sounds like not that much for one that's so big. I mean, we've got, what, 32 or something? Yeah, doesn't really sound like that much. Oh, I love this picture I found of one. Look at it screaming. Yeah. <laughs> You can make a TikTok out of that easy. Uh, <laughs> so the last known Tasmanian tiger was named Benjamin, which I just think is the cutest name <gasps> for a Tasmanian okay, tiger. Okay, here's an actual photo of one doing the jaw thing. Yeah, no, it's fucked. It's weird. It's fucked. Okay, it's not as lanky greyhound looking as I remember it. Um, oh. So, yeah, the last known Tasmanian tiger was named Benjamin, and he lived at Hobart Zoo at the time that he died. Yeah, that was in the 30s? died in 1936. Yeah. So at the time, the zoo actually didn't care about his death. Well, they didn't, probably didn't realise that it was... Yeah, no, they were just like, we'll just get another one. Oh, no. Then they couldn't find another one. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, like I said before, the Tasmanian tiger tiger's cause of extinction was us, humans. Uh, so we killed them, essentially. I mean, it's highly likely that Benjamin wasn't actually the last one to but die. The last but the last known one. one, yeah. yeah. They had a weird-looking ass tail, actually. <laughs> well, um, there actually animal. is video footage yes. of Benjamin, um, and they've actually recently colorized it. I have seen the footage. It's very sad because he's just pacing back and yeah, forth. Yeah, I have to admit, Benjamin does not look happy. It's the 1930s, so the zoo was literally just a bunch of chicken wire around him and a cement block. Yeah, um, and he doesn't look happy. The entire footage is just him pacing back and forth yeah. in the cage. Uh, it's not nice footage, I guess, but no. it's kind of the only footage you really have. Yeah. Um, so. I know um, a lot of people don't like zoos. I disagree with that statement. And I like, do. Certainly old point. zoos are like, they, they were shit. They were yeah. awful. These days they're much, much, much better. Within reason. Yeah. I went to the zoo in Tokyo, Ueno Zoo. 
Ooh, it's an old zoo, but oh my god, that's pretty bad. Like oh, okay. some, some of the enclosures I could tell they've done recently. Otherwise, I was like, this is upsetting. Trunga Zoo in Sydney, I think, is really, really good. Uh, they are very focused. Like, they've kept some of their old cages for mm-hmm. like historical, be like, this is what it was. We don't use these anymore, kind of thing. Yeah. And you can see like how shit they were. And like, well, the animals live in now and it's much better. But I mean, in the 30s. Well, they didn't give a shit. They, well, one, they probably didn't give a shit. Two, they probably didn't know as much as we know now. No. Um, they were like, the animals are here to display kind of thing. This is before like, I guess, your conservation and you're like, we should. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't disagree with zoos now because we kind of need them. Yeah. At that time, like I said, they didn't even care that he died because they thought there was more. Yeah. They hadn't studied the Tasmanian tiger. They weren't trying to preserve them. They hadn't thought that far ahead, which is really sad because we could have saved them like we're doing now with the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. Like we could have done that. But we For those of you who don't know, the Tasmanian devils are racked with cancer. Um, very, very contagious cancer as well. Yes, very. Which is weird because I don't think cancer... Can, Isn't that no, in their mouth? So when they is. bite each other, that's how they pass it on? Yeah, I'm going to say like, but there's no human contagious cancers. Not that I'm aware of. But I mean, I don't know enough to really comment, but... It's weird. It is, a, it is a weird thing, but basically if we hadn't intervened, I think Tasmanian tiger, the Tasmanian devils, sorry, would be well on their way to... Yeah. Extinction, which is they're also weird. sad. They are weird. <laughs> kind of, oh, God. They make the weirdest noise, especially when they're like But they're kind feeding. of cute. I guess so. They're getting weird. <laughs> I never got to work with them when I was at the zoo. They're aggressive though, aren't they? So like yeah. you should never go near one. No. <laughs> okay. So that was just a bit of backstory about the Tasmanian Tiger to give this some context. Um, so basically the story was actually about, you know, there are a lot of people that still think the Tasmanian Tiger exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's believe. out there with the uh, black cats and the yowies and the... Fucking Lisco Panther is real. Bunyips and the bunions and... <laughs> well, no, a lot of people still think the Tasmanian Tiger is still out there somewhere. I don't I... think this is outside of the realm of possibility. Do it I wouldn't think it's likely? be the first no. time it would have happened where we thought an exactly. animal was extinct and then we're like, oh, wait, here it is. Yeah, so I don't think it's outside of what is possible. I think it could be possible that maybe there it's are a, big a few country. out there still. Who knows? I don't think it's likely. I think mm. we would have seen them by now. Mm. But big country, that, and there's not a lot of people in the middle of it. That's true. I don't know. I'm a bit divided. I think it could happen. I think it could be possible. I think I don't know. I just with all the equipment we have in this modern age, wouldn't we have fucking seen one by now? Let's go, Panther. That's real. Okay, don't start me. <laughs> Too many people have seen the Lizco Panther. <laughs> don't shake your head at me. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, one of the people who believe that the Tasmanian tiger isn't extinct is a guy named Neil Waters, and he believes it so much that he's willing to spend two years in the bush tracking them down. Okay. He purchased a, purchased a property in Tasmania's northeast nine years ago and claims that he has seen them in the area twice, once in 2010 and once in 2014. Why didn't he get out his phone? Yeah. I mean, every time you see footage of stuff like that, it's like it was filmed on a toaster. Anyway, but... You know what? Maybe he doesn't feel like he needs to prove it to everyone else. He knows what he's seen and that's it. These sightings inspired him to investigate further. He's purchased a lot of technology um, necessary to track, get undocked footage of one and even possibly capture a tiger. Um, and he's prepared. He's been preparing for this for the past five years. Jesus. He is. He's I, ready. He is. He's so ready. I was just like, when I read that, I'm like, he must really believe that he's seen them. Yeah. Like this, he this... must be convinced. So I've got a quote from him. This is a long term project and I am prepared to give it a couple of years or until my finance has run out. My dream is to prove the thylacine is alive and well and have a management plan put in place to ensure their continued survival. So he's pretty dedicated to if he can find one, that we're Protecting gonna... them. Yeah. I think if he did find one he would have no issues getting help protecting them. Oh, absolutely not. Um, absolutely I don't not. know if he could say that they're well alive. Um... 
I wouldn't say they're doing well. No, but if, I mean, if you could find one that would prove they're not extinct. Yeah, no, I mean, um, so he's basically saying, and this was kind of in response to the people saying, oh, we're well, just going to doctor the footage or whatever. Um, he said, I have nothing to gain from faking anything. I don't want to prove a fallacy. A, so A fallacy? <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, so he kind of seems like the real deal. He doesn't want to make people believe that they could be out there. He wants to actually prove that they are. Mm. Um, and he said that he believes that there could be up to a hundred breeding pairs of tigers in the wild. Jesus. Um, which, you know, when you say a hundred, it sounds like a lot, but it's not. Mm. Uh, not for an entire species. Well, a hundred pairs. That's 200 animals, but yeah. It's really not that much. But it's a lot of genetic diversity, at least. And um, so he said that that would make them critically endangered and not extinct. So he's going to go out there and... I'm pretty interested to See follow that up. Yeah. There have been, like, a lot of people who have said that they've seen them in the past. How <laughs> easy would it be to mistake a dog at a distance as a thylacine? They don't look like a dog. I mean, they... At a distance, at if a you distance, don't know. Okay. You haven't seen a thylacine before. But that jaw, it's unmistakable. Dog. You think you can see things that... Mm. I guess so. You know Mothman? <laughs> totally real. No. It's it probably a bird. <laughs> maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Who knows? Yeah, I'd be interested to see in a couple of years what he comes back with, because uh, that'd be pretty interesting. I mean, I hope he comes back with one. That'd be great. No, I mean, that'd be like an awesome thing if he could come back with one yeah. and we could, you know. Pat it. No, you know, protect them. Possibly if we had DNA, clone them. So an army of if, Tasmanian tigers everywhere. <laughs> no. I mean, if there's a hundred breeding pairs, we probably wouldn't need to clone them. No, but I mean, if he only comes back with one, that's still more than we have now. <laughs> so we could at least potentially do something with that, which would be awesome. I think just coming back with one would be enough to say, well, there's got to be more out there. Yeah. So we wouldn't need to. We just have to protect the area they're in and be like, they're there. I mean, the thing is, if there is, you know, if there is a hundred pairs out there, which I don't know, but if there were, they're obviously not doing that well. No. They're obviously not, you know, breeding too well out there. So. Yeah. Well, we don't know what they're breeding. How how many offspring do they produce? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the most mammals I know, you're looking at like one, two animals tops. Yeah. Because they can only fit so many in the pouch. Yeah. Marsupials, sorry, not mammals. But did you know that both the male and female have a pouch? Mm. So that's kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, I hope he does. I hope he comes back as one. That'd be awesome. I'd like to be able to see a living Tasmanian tiger in my lifetime. That'd be awesome. Well, good luck to, what was his name? Uh, Neil. Neil. Good luck to Neil. Go find us our tiger, Neil. All right. So my last story for the day is probably the most Christmassy one because it's really the only Christmassy one. I mean, Elvis turns up at Christmas every now and then. So. <laughs> This comes from the ABC, written by a Anika Blau. Australia's best Christmas disaster stories. What kind of disaster is that referring to? We're doing like things that have just ruined people's Christmases. Right. Okay. Not like your World War II Darwin bombings. Okay, good. Okay. Not, All right. I'm, I'm on board now. Okay. Um, Tell me them. There is a terrible one about two dogs and a cat, though. I'm not going to read that one. I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. Um, so we're not going to read that one, but if you do choose to read the article, just know there is some stuff in there like that. I'm going to save the first one for the last one I read out because it was, it's the best one I reckon. Okay. Um, so it's just people telling like the Christmas story. Not all of these are very good, but some of them are pretty funny. You know, there's horrible injuries happening, things like that. Like this lady got a finger stuck in a stick blender. No. Day. This, I think this is a very typical Christmas a story from Sue. I fractured my brother's skull when I crashed into his bike with my bike. We spent Christmas Day at Prince Henry Hospital. Oh my god. I mean, I hope they were kids. That's yeah, that's a kid thing to do. Kids, yeah. <laughs> um... Imagine how pissed the parents would have been. <laughs> oh no. I didn't read this one before. This is good. I was helping the Tivity Seeds set up the crib in St. Patrick's Cathedral about 25 years ago. I was carrying the life-sized, very heritage plaster baby Jesus, still wrapped in a packing blanket. Guess what? Somehow it fell on the tile floor and smashed into a million pieces. <gasps> My God, was I tortured. Good thing they had a spare one. <laughs> it's not Christmas 
name Jesus. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. He broke Jesus. God, there's no one in the back. We got plenty. Um, yeah, but like, <laughs> how bad would you feel? I know. You're, you're, you're walking through the Jesus. church. Jesus destroyed Jesus in front of them. Oh, my goodness. This one's good. So, you know, I like Christmas pudding. Yes. Yeah. You weirdo. Get off my case, Leah. <laughs> Uh, so this story coming in from a Cindy. I'll always remember the time when the tinned Christmas pudding was put on the flame of the stove and the entire family left the room, chatting and laughing amongst themselves until ka boom! Oh my god. The tin explodes. Pudding hits the range hood, ceiling, walls, and floor. <laughs> There's pudding everywhere. The sound woke those having their Christmas afternoon slumber and possibly the neighbours too. And she closes out with a Merry Christmas, everybody. Keep an eye on your pudding. So, <laughs> nice morning. To anyone cooking a pudding later today who might be listening to this on Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye on your pudding. Yeah. I guess this is like a big disaster for everyone. In 1996, our family was supposed to host Christmas until we all got gastro on Christmas Day. Oh, no. One sister threw up opening our presents. Me and my another sister retired to our rooms feeling sick. So another aunt had to host at last minute. Oh, no. So they went to host the family Christmas. And meanwhile, they're all throwing up everywhere. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Sorry about this one guy who was asked to clean the kitchen and poured down apparently a five hour long gravy. They found this container, they thought it was just like crap, and so they poured it down the sink, and it was apparently like a gravy that took their mum five hours to make. Oh, no. <laughs> I bet she was somewhere. pissed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was never forgiven at the closes. <laughs> um, like Probably one. still brings it up to this day. <laughs> I like this one from Lynn. I'll never forget the year my mum had lovingly slaved away preparing a banquet Christmas lunch. The dining table, laden with food, my dad, with great ceremony, popped open a bottle of champagne. The cork flew up to the ceiling and with pinpoint accuracy shattered a fluorescent light directly above the dining table. <gasps> no! The entire meal was showered in powdered glass. I'll never forget the look on my dad's face. Or my mum's. That food's oh, fucked. You can't eat that. Yeah, you can't. There's no way you can get it out. <laughs> uh, my uh, Christmas turned to disaster with the fowl that was meant to be our dinner ran away. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Go, you bird. <laughs> I'm on the bird side. <laughs> Haley here, channeling quite uh, bogan energy in my opinion. I wished and wished for white Christmas. Then on Christmas Day, a huge storm came and I was cheering loudly at the spectacle as my relatives' cars were destroyed with hail. <laughs> I had had too much eggnog. <laughs> Someone accidentally gifting their... Someone's parents-in-law. The husband gifting the wife a marijuana leaf jewellery without realising what it was. <laughs> what did they think? It was like a tomato plant or just something? Like a, just, no, just like it was like a pendant. Yeah, like but a you marijuana, know that like, yeah. tomato leaves look... Very similar. <laughs> what else we got in here that was good? On Christmas breakfast, our dog ate all the chocolates wrapped as gifts before they could be opened. Oh, no. They spent Christmas Day at the emergency hospital having a treat for poisoning. Poor doggy. This one's a bit tragic. We went to my aunt for Christmas one year, and my dad brought a big leg of Christmas ham. Ham is his favorite thing about all of Christmas. There was no room in the fridge, so my aunt asked dad to put it in the fridge on the veranda. A few hours later, dad went to retrieve the ham, and to his horror, found nothing but the leg bone and a few bits of rind. Dad has never been able to think of Christmas ham or Rhodesian Ridgebacks the same way since. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, story about a cat that kept eating the pie needles oh, and throwing yeah. up. Yeah, I... And having to have a plastic tree ever since, apparently that stops them. Oh, really? Because we can't have a Christmas tree because our cats will eat the plastic. Yep. So, there's a few more stories there I haven't read. Uh, there is a really bad one about two dogs and a cat down it. the bottom. I don't want to hear uh, it. So, just a warning if you do decide to read the article. Uh, but I'm going to read the first one now in, in its entirety, which is my absolute favorite first story. She really should have saved this one for last. Okay. It would have been a bag of the anto thing on, but... This story was written by someone called Tab. Okay. I don't know if that was a real name or screen name. Anyhow. Our one Christmas, when I was a teenager, we went to my extended family's house for Christmas. We got home, 
and was standing at the front door, we heard a buzzing noise. Must be bees, I said jokingly. We opened the door, and the whole house was filled with bees. Oh my god. Bees in the front room, bees in the fireplace, bees flying out the door trying to sting us. We had an enormous beehive in the front yard that none of us had noticed. We couldn't get an exterminator to come and kill the enormous swarm of bees because it was Christmas Day. Shit. Eventually, Mum and Dad decided to wrap themselves in any material they could find and smoke them out. Mum lit a fire and they went out the front door, back into their hive. Dad, slightly mad because of all the bees, knocked the hive off the tree and drove over it again and again with the car. Wouldn't that just make them mad? Both of them were stung very badly, but the bees never came back. (laughs) And she had the Oprah Winfrey gif with (laughs) all the bees that it didn't. Oh, God. That's terrifying. That's really terrifying for me because that would probably kill me. <laughs> Mildly allergic to bees. So. <laughs> the bees. Are... Jesus. Could you imagine like coming Beezus. back home just bees? Just bees. Well, my last story is also an animal story. It's about bees. It's not about bees. <laughs> is it about Elvis the crocodile? No. That's the wombat. No. <laughs> Shamu. No. You're in America. Flipper the dolphin. Not real. I don't think. This is a movie, right? What was a TV show? I can't remember. Wasn't there, wasn't there like that that movie that had like a baby Elijah Wood in it? Free Willy? No, he's not in that. Because that was Flipper, Dolan, not 96, Dolphin. Elijah Wood. He has an impressive music collection, Elijah Wood. He also, it's also got Paul Hogan in it. Does he play Flipper? Don't think so. That throws <laughs> it back, that throws it back to Australia. <laughs> I want Paul Hogan to play Flipper. Yeah, no, I knew there was a Flipper movie. Which one's Paul Hogan? He's Dundee? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of who's that guy with the big moustache? Ivan Milat? No. <laughs> I think he's a wrestler. Hulk Hogan. Hulk, right. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you say like Australian moustache, I'm thinking Ivan Milat. Bloody, um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just picturing bloody Flipper being like, eh, 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 that's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. It's none of those animals. What animal is it? Okay. So I got this story from the Daily Mail. Um, it was pretty recent. It was on the 14th of this month by Brett Lackey. So, Leanne Chapman, who recently relocated from England to Brisbane, has found a three-meter python curled up in the branches of her Christmas tree. Hey, it's just a python. <laughs> just a python. It just wants to hug you. <laughs> I think I'd freak out if there was a three-meter python in my house. <laughs> I want to know how it would get in. Like, they're not thin animals, no. pythons. They're usually pretty fat. Big muscle tube. Yeah. Three meters long. Does that just sneak into your house? I don't know. How do you not notice it? It would take a while for it to, I guess, well, she said she, well, later in the article is when they came home from work. So I guess it had all day to get in there. But how did it get in? Maybe they left a window over. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Santa's actually a python. Maybe. I used to worry about how Santa would get into my house when I was a kid because we didn't have a chimney. Oh, really? Yeah. I had a chimney when I was a kid, so it wasn't a... Yeah, I was always like, how's he getting in? I never had a house with a chimney. Like, how's he getting in? And I used to look at like antennas on the roof and think, oh, they must be, he must be able to get in through those. <laughs> Child logic. I was like, well, if it down a chimney, he shrinks it like in the movies. He just like shrinks and goes down it so he can get in through these fucking TV antennas. I, 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 I was like, yeah, he must go through that thing on the roof. I didn't realize what it was. I was like, there was a cylinder on the roof. He goes in through that. I was like, I don't know where it comes out of the house, but that's how he gets in. <laughs> so funny kids leave out beer and like what else do you want chocolate beer and chocolate no one wants to drink a glass of milk that's fucking gross (laughs) okay so i've got a quote from leanne we got home from work and there's a couple of butcher birds that visit every day and they were kicking off on the balcony going crazy that's such a brute thing to say by the way kicking off kicking off they're kicking off at first, Leanne and her partner didn't notice the snake 
as being there because of the birds going nuts. So her partner decided to film the birds. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with these birds, right? Um, and her partner even leaned into the tree as he was trying to get a better view of the birds, having no idea that the snake was like inches from them. It's not gonna... Well, I mean, it might It will bite. bite. <laughs> it will bite. It's not gonna... Well, you It's gonna fucking hurt. You're gonna tetanus shot. It'll hurt. Yeah. Like, oh, it's not gonna kill you, though. It's not gonna kill you, but I still don't think you want it to happen. Mm-hmm. However, the snake didn't really seem to give a fuck, and... If it's just had something to eat, it just wants to sleep. Just sat there watching him. <laughs> That's what I think all these birds doing as well. Is there a picture of the snake? Oh, uh, there is. I do have one. Okay. Oh! <laughs> okay, he's not even hiding in the tree. He's no, just he's resting not hiding. on it. He's just on it. Oh, what a cutie! No, he's he's a big boy. We'll, we'll post it on Twitter. He's a he's a big boy. Cute. <laughs> um, and another quote from her said, uh, "It was actually quite nice to see it that close up because I'd never seen anything like it before. Mm. I don't think I'll be getting anywhere fucking near it, to be honest with you. But whatever. That's when you just get the potato, the potatoes, like the pillowcase, and you go up to the tree and you go, <laughs> you just push it in. I'm not touching it. Um, <laughs> they're not as soft as crocodiles." I wouldn't expect that they would be. And I've only touched baby crocodiles, so I don't know what an adult crocodile feels um, like. But basically, they didn't really seem to think the snake was a problem because it wasn't really doing anything. So they just left it there. They didn't bother calling anyone. They just left mm. it. It's... I'd still call someone to be I, like, I would you call get the snake out of my house, please? To relocate it. I would. They mm. didn't. They just left it. And they said it slithered away on its own at about 10.30pm, which was then how they like they realised how long it was. <laughs> it doesn't look three metres wrapped up like that. Yeah. I would not. I would not leave. I'm impressed the tree was able to hold the weight of it, though. Yeah. That was a- it looked like a real tree, so yeah. it didn't look like a plastic one. Well, that would be a heavy snake. It'd be heavy. Did they figure out how it got in? No, didn't say anything like that. How did it leave? Didn't say that either. Just woke up, went by the door, did that thing like cats do. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, they opened the door, the snake's like, inside, outside, inside. <laughs> Outside. But the problem is, like, it, it, it can't swap as quickly. That's true. So simultaneously, it is outside, inside, and then outside, back inside, and then outside <laughs> again, all at the same time. So, yeah, I definitely would have called someone. I'm surprised, because they're new to Australia. They just left it. I wouldn't leave it. It's a python. It's a python. So probably not going to kill you. I wouldn't sleep with it in the house. What if it decided it wanted to size you up? Mm. Or just constricted you in your sleep? Mm. Get fucked. No. Close the door. No, I wouldn't leave it in the house. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I wouldn't be too. I'd be like, how'd that get in? And shocked initially. And then I'd be like, well, time to call the dudes and get them to put it in the. I'd, I'd be like, I'd see it. I'd see it wasn't doing anything. I'd be like, okay, let's call someone and then just watch it until someone got there. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, what if it just slithered away and hid somewhere else in your house and you didn't know where it was? Okay, so I think that wraps up our Christmas episode. That's it. If you like some stories that you'd like us to cover on the podcast, give us some feedback or just whatever. Just say hi. Send us pictures of your corgis. Yeah, let's do that. Please yeah. do that. Uh, you can email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. That's fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, fuckmedeadpod, or at fuckmedeadpod. Yes. It's probably the best way, Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much, I live on Twitter, so. Yeah, slip it into our DMs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, don't do that, please. Don't slide in that way. Just be nice. Don't encourage people. <laughs> Knock on the door of our DMs. <laughs> Politely and ask if we're home. No. Uh, subscribe to whatever you could subscribe to. What's this podcast on? Everything. Everything. I mean, if you're already listening Grindr. to it, you probably. It's not on Grinder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it's on like Apple Podcasts, oh Spotify. God, I almost snort laughed on the podcast. <laughs> um, but pretty much all of the apps that it is on is on our website as well which is just uh, fuckmedeadpodcast.com. If you want to check that out, I mean. There's pictures of us on there as well, so maybe. Don't look at those, though. <laughs> look at the art that I'm looking at. 
Yeah. No, your photo's good. Mine's just a shit selfie, so. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Hope you're having a good one. Happy New Year, because our next podcast will probably come out New Year's Day? Yes. Oh, our shit. Next, our next episode will be New Year's Day, so. New Year's Day stories. <laughs> we better film that before, otherwise we might be feeling a bit sorry for ourselves. That'd be a huge effort for us to record, edit, and get it out on New Year's Day. We might not be doing anything on New Year's Eve, so <laughs> that's what I'll do. We'll record and I'll edit all New Year's Eve. Oh, God. No, I'm kidding. I plan to have some drinks. Same. We don't really have any plans, though, do we? No. Should see what friends are doing around. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Okay, say bye nicely. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>